This is Do We Like Movies. It's a podcast where two guys review individual movies, sequels, and occasional television shows. In this show, we talk about our experiences with them, and we answer the question, Do we like this movie? Welcome to Do We Like Movies. I'm your host, Angel. And I'm your vampire host, Javi. <laughs> and uh, all right, we are back talking the Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, continuing breaking... our Twilight series. We're almost done with this, dude. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> breaking Wind, part nine. <laughs> sorry. So I'm sorry. I'm glad. No, I'm not glad we're almost done. This has actually been a really fun series to talk about. But I'm actually intrigued that we're getting close to the end, and I can't wait to talk about certain aspects of these films and what I think about them. I, I took a nap. I took one of those really good naps earlier, and I'm an old man. And you know that joke that's like when you're men in their thirties eventually like get into really really into smoking meats in World War Two. <laughs> so I, I, I've, I, before my nap, I was watching Saving Private Ryan because it's currently on on Netflix. <laughs> I woke up from said nap, and I honestly thought for like half an hour we were gonna talk about Saving Private Ryan, and that was mm-hmm. super juice. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to talk about this movie. This movie's so good. And then I'm like, oh wait, we're talking about Breaking Dawn. And I'm like, fuck, I'm super disappointed that we're not talking about. <laughs> A movie that we didn't even discuss about reviewing. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, I guess we're going to talk about this shit-ass movie now. Alright, so this is going to be fun because you and I didn't really talk about this when we were watching it with each other. Like, we made a joke about it here and there over text, but I honestly don't know where you're going to go on this movie. And I'm also going, I think I I mentioned it several episodes ago, and I mentioned it in our last episode, but this is the only movie in this franchise that I'm watching for the second time. Mm -hmm. Kind of just did it because my then-girlfriend, now-wife, wanted to see this movie, and I didn't really have much interest in it. And I tried to go back to that moment in time when I had watched it. And I have to be honest, my opinions on it are not two different well my opinions on it are different i think where my allegiance is actually shifts this time as opposed to the last time uh the last time all i really knew about the movie going in was obviously everybody was talking about jacob and edward and you know they were both pining for the affection of bella and me going into it hadn't seen none of the other movies i just assumed all right well edward wins Whatever the hell happens in a previous movie. I honestly thought that in a previous movie, they probably just fought over her and the winner got to be with her. It was my general assumption coming into this, having not seen any of them. Uh, the um, karate kid rule. <laughs> this, uh, the only thing I really knew about it was the trailers talked about it was their wedding. Um, and I didn't really know, besides the fact that it was their wedding, what the rest of this movie was going to be about. And I have to be honest, I was pretty interested in the idea that most of the movie was about 
Bella having a demon vampire baby. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It's it's it takes me to a kind of horror subgenre. You know, we talked about uh, with the original, like something like Let the Right One In. There's a bit mm. of the brood, a bit of Rosemary's baby here. Like, you know, it 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 feels like something that is at least some kind of ties to the horror um genre right those so... were those were movies you meant those were films <laughs> you mentioned sir <laughs> and th those sure were things you talked about just now <laughs> and i can kind of see the vaguely the connection you're trying to draw between these two <laughs> but uh you know i don't know how the rest of the audience is gonna feel <laughs> that those the the man the, this pregnancy sure is scary guys that's what i took away from this movie also <laughs> walking into this movie i only knew about three words creepy cgi baby <laughs> yeah i knew creepy cgi baby i knew well, when I saw it the first time, I think the character that I kind of was most at arm's length with was Jacob, which didn't super change here. Uh, but yeah. I have to say, I think by the end of this movie, I kind of I don't hate in this movie. I don't hate him as much by the end of this movie. I, I don't like him, but I don't hate him or I don't like actively dislike him in the same way that I disliked him before. And there's going to be something that we're going to talk about at the end of this movie that is troublesome and I'm not a fan of. But at this the same movie... time, it is it is part of the movie's story that it has to tell. And, you know, I, I it's yeah, it's whatever I'm going to going to have to accept it. <laughs> this movie makes me hate real life people. <laughs> also this movie now only has one logical ending for everything in breaking dawn 2 where i can assume it's just i can only assume that um charlie finally breaks and lets it loose up in this bitch it just starts burning them all to the goddamn ground yeah breaking down 2 i have zero recollection of and i saw that one too but that one, I think I watched it like one night after a shift when I was working. I was in like my early 20s. I was working. Um, I used to work at Ikea. And I uh, we there used to be like a AMC theater that was right next door to where we worked at. So a lot of like the people that I work with, like we would just go. We would just go watch movies like that. It's, it's how we pass the time, you, you know, know on those funny? post shifts. What's, what's really funny that you mentioned that apparently anyone that hung out in that general area that was a thing to do yeah like i was talking to my friend who went to expressions college out at uh, uh emeryville and they're talking about the same thing that how back in the day literally that was a thing to do like all the filmmaker kids would go they would meet up whenever no one had school and they would go to the amc theater and then watch a movie and just dissect it like a bunch of little film nerds mm -hmm. i'm like that actually sounds super fun yeah, and I wish I could go to art school, but no, <laughs> my parents <laughs> were like, "You got to go to and have fun college where you drink and smoke and stuff." <laughs> yeah, they made you do that. Yeah, they made me <laughs> take six years to finish a four year degree. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So, and I, and I, all I remember about it is that I fell asleep through most of it. And I remember that there was some kind of end battle, but I just don't remember how we got there. So next week's episode is going to be another one that feels like brand new to me, but. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that end battle because I'm going to, I'm going to shit my pants in anger. (laughs) uh, Right off the top of my head, just, uh, you know, on this episode, I have to be honest, like before I get into more detailed thoughts on this. This might be almost as good as the first one for me. Um, it kind of sits almost on equal footing with that first one for me. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I would I mean, fight you, or may, maybe good in the way that we're watching this franchise. I was about to we say, have like... to watch all these movies, so we're this is this is the one that I didn't have any problems getting into. I swear to God, Eclipse. No, new moon, new moon. I, I I had to like rewind it like three times to just. I was like, am I stupid? Like, am I not just understanding where this is going and how we're getting here? This one is, it's simple. It 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 simplifies a lot of the stuff. We're not dealing with any like, you know, side characters or 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 it's 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 specifically a Bella and Edward movie. Yeah. Uh, for all intents and purposes, it has more of a singular focus in it. I will say now that I've seen Eclipse. I do, since there are characters that we like, like Jasper and uh, Rosalie, like I like them a lot in this movie too. And I think there's like a scene where, uh, well, we'll get into it later in the movie, but I I appreciate at least now that I've seen some of those earlier movies that this fills in how I feel about some of these characters as well. And I'll say that this movie itself fixes Jacob problems with me uh by introducing us to other uh, did we see these characters in jacob's family before you mean girl jacob and seth (laughs) (laughs) yeah did we see them before because i don't remember these characters uh yeah they were both in eclipse um i forget what oh my god i feel so terrible i actually did forget what girl jacob's real name was <laughs> but I remember seeing Seth. He was supposed to be like the younger member of the of the group that just joined. Hmm. And then I believe the other the other girl was someone that tried to imprint on I think she tried to imprint on uh the alpha. I forget what the alpha's name is. Too. Okay. God, now we're getting to the point where there is this is starting to become a bloated cast. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of characters that I it's hard to keep track of everybody. But those, um, I think those characters give Jacob a bit le- he he's less angsty and he feels more like he's actually looking out for other people whereas like in the last movie he was just insisting that he was the alpha. And I didn't see it or feel it. And he, I was just like, what the fuck? Why should I care about this? At mm-hmm. least in this one, I'm like, yeah, I kind of care about these guys. And um, I kind of like Protector Jacob. <laughs> it's uh, Leah and Seth. There we go. Leah's, okay. I, I think Leah was the one that had a, she tried to imprint on somebody. <laughs> Girl Jacob. <laughs> 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 but yeah i actually agree they they're both uh they they take a lot of the well especially leah she kind of takes over the role of the angsty one when when it's not jacob and you actually see jacob mature and become a better character because of it mm-hmm. where he you don't know whether he is 
playing the wolves or if he's actually trying to help the Cullens for a good portion, um, which kind of works, you know, it, it keeps you on your toes as an audience. Like, are we supposed to still follow this guy? Are we still supposed to, uh, like, trust him as an audience? Like, is he still friends with our main characters? And I think mm-hmm. they do a good job of kind of keeping his true intentions kind of, kind of, uh, hidden up until like the last possible moment. Right. Granted, does it lead to one of the most problematic things in the film? Absolutely, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that at least, at the very least, I can give them that that they fixed some of the things that we've been roasting for Jacob over. Yeah. All right. So this movie starts again. Uh, th- it starts off with the wedding of Bella and a- Edward. Uh, this really crazy, like in the middle of the woods wedding. <laughs> In the middle of the woods or in the middle of a soundstage somewhere in Los Angeles? You know what? I'm not going to lie. I had had some friends of mine who I I don't know if they listen to this podcast, but we had uh, I have some friends of ours that uh, that that got married in a place that was like really it was in the middle of this kind of woodsy area and had like benches and stuff to sit on Mm. and uh, it kind of does remind me of this these these kinds of weddings at least it's something that i've seen something similar to it (laughs) in real life so i can believe in the reality of it (laughs) i was cool with it i was cool with the weird wiccan wedding like yeah we brought, uh, we brought we brought her friends back. We, well, Bella's friends in air quotes. I can't recall. I didn't recall, and I think I don't remember who I asked. I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Were her and Andrew, Anna Kendrick's character always beefing like that?" And yeah. someone had to explain it. But you know what? Someone had to explain it to me that like that like obviously like they were friends, but Anna Kendrick's character was interested in Jacob. At, I mean, in in Edward mm-hmm. uh, in that first film. And she doesn't understand why Edward was so taken by Bella and interested in her. And then there was that second movie where basically she stopped talking to all her friends. And then when she finally started talking to them, she like put them in direct danger with that motorcycle gang. So I kind of understand why her character hates her, even though I, at first I was like, wait a minute, why does she hate her? And then I had to go back and look and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and this then just a terrible to, person. <laughs> they just had to think of the general context of the film. And it was like, wow, this 18 year old is really fucking shitty yeah this big footed bitch just clomping around not knowing how to walk on high heels (laughs) that was my favorite part was hearing her trying to walk around the high heels and alice being like okay Uh, i'm pretty sure that bella's mother well bella's mother was in this movie and so was or i'm pretty sure somewhere in there was minor league baseball stepdad who we like haven't thought about since the first movie <laughs> i know and then you know i love sunny jacksonville that's what i think of when i think of jacksonville just beachfront property <laughs> <laughs> and not disgusting swamp cesspools it's just really funny because it, it, like introducing a character like that i'm like god we are so far away from that first movie in a lot of ways well that's what's really funny is wedding scene soundstage very clearly beachfront property soundstage. <laughs> yeah. And then they but then Vampire Fuck Island we go to later on location. <laughs> yes, on location, dude. After this wedding, this movie ends up going to Brazil. 
This uh, and I can't wait to talk about that where they put their priorities where they mattered, baby. <laughs> <laughs> also, before we get off the wedding part, uh, it was nice to see you know our 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 friend that we all love, uh, Charlie Swan, right? Oh, absolutely, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Charlie's right. there. Right, that that is her dad's name. There. Yeah, we love Charlie. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh my god, I hate that I'd be forgetting these characters' names. <laughs> There's so many of them, and they're all white. Like, like, just throw a generic white name, Steve. Yeah, I love him just being like ignored, father of the bride on wedding day, and I'm just like, you know what? This it's kind of a it's kind of crazy how like you know the Bella's mom like don't really hear hear from her like much in a couple mm-hmm. movies, and then all of a sudden it's like they treat her dad like oh oh dad, and I'm just like. He's the one that's been looking out for the last few years. It was really funny is he brings up very valid like observations. Like my favorite part is when they're in the Cullen's house and he's like, hmm, look at this art piece that has like 37 graduation caps. <laughs> they yeah. only have like five kids. What's the deal? And everyone's like, "Oh, Charlie, you're so suspicious." Seriously, yes, you know the the sheriff should be concerned as to why there is a seemingly immortal pale family that her his daughter is about to become a part of. <laughs> um, and then him and uh, him and the mom come together, and I guess they find like a brooch. Is that a brooch, or is it like a weird head comb? I don't know what it's called. Yeah, shows how much you and I know about fashion. <laughs> The joke really, I you know, I did appreciate when uh, when Charlie Swan says when they're asking about something old, and he, he like says her mother. <laughs> I was like, damn, Charlie, fucking shooting from the hip, cowboy. Yeah. I was like, damn, this guy's a dickhole. I love him. Land of giving, bonus. I love him, Your Honor. <laughs> and you can't <laughs> stop me. <laughs> Yeah, so Charlie and uh, Bella's mom, whose name we forget, it gets the no, isn't her comb? Yeah, is it a comb? I don't know, headpiece, whatever. But it's like something blue and something old at the same time, kind of showing that they're both finally accepting of her marriage. Especially big for Charlie, who, whom Charlie has not uh, been Edward's biggest fan the entire series. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. You know, they they go through the ceremony, um, even though uh, Bella's been having these weird nightmares of being turned into a vampire and turning into a monster. Like, you know, she has that weird dream where she, like, murders all her friends and family. I kind of like this. I kind of like this. I, I like this. kind of cool. I, I like this better than that, than, than freaking New Moon when she was just, like, unexplainedly, like, screaming in her sleep when they broke up, so... This this was a whole this, this is better than that. Okay. And then this <laughs> this series just spent so much time romanticizing the changing into a vampire. Mm-hmm. That is the first time to actually see like someone okay, the character has been romanticizing it specifically, finally kind of like think about it and be like, oh wait, maybe this is not a great idea. <laughs> maybe <laughs> there is consequences to my actions. You know, when I saw this last time, I couldn't understand you know, without context, I couldn't understand why Bella just didn't become a vampire, right? And in this one, 
it has nothing to do with anything that she's ever talked about with <laughs> with Edward. It is specifically just because of how Rosalie like looked at it in the last movie. And again, that colored my that colored my opinion of it so much that yes, when Bella like does try to kind of stay human as long as possible, or they just they do keep her human for a while, it makes it makes a lot of sense to me. And and I well, not a lot of sense. Let's not get overboard here, but it makes it makes enough movie sense to me. And again, it's just like having some of these things colored by these other films is. I feel like they're taking some ideas like, like those things or scenes or segments that we liked in other movies. It, it makes this one stronger. The fact that you've had that there kind of like when you have like a couple of crappy episodes of a show that you like and, and you don't really like that episode, but you kind of have to get to it because then you're going to get to that other episode that, that plays on like some of these like subplots and everything. That's what this is starting to feel like to me. It's sweet, sweet character development because she went from being this like love struck girl that was just kind of doting on Edward to, you know, going through the pain that was like losing him in the second movie to finally having Rosalie be the one to tell him this ain't shit. You need to stop. You need to stop being a dumb bitch, white girl. But and, you know what? I I also do appreciate the the fact that they are so <clears throat> so open and and kind of welcoming of her to their family. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that that her becoming part of this family means that she is like completely, in some ways, completely cutting herself off from Renee and Charlie, her parents. But... Renee, <laughs> there we go. Um, but um yeah unfortunately that's just kind of the the nature of becoming vampires which i mean at this point i don't understand why she just doesn't tell them like she, if the whole plan was for her to get married eventually like i don't know i felt like at least telling them but i, I don't that's the one bit that makes no sense still to yeah. me after three movie four movies in there's one main character here that is not at the wedding and that is Jacob, who oh, no. is told that <laughs> that when you know they decided they were gonna get married, uh, he like was heartbroken over it and basically left. <laughs> Apparently, he wolfs out and just like disappears for like six. He does weeks. it several times in this movie. It feels like that's all they kind of want him to do is yeah, just but wolf when, out I, and walk into the woods. Yeah, but when I want to run naked through the woods, everyone's like, "Get the bat." <laughs> he's off his meds again there are children sir <laughs> but um mm. he like I love how Jacob is like don't you understand what this wedding's gonna do to me if you invited <laughs> me to it that is and, that is the what I was like god this is classic Jacob is literally not like what's best for you it's what do you think this is gonna do to me <laughs> don't you think that this is gonna hurt you know bitch <laughs> And then, um, what was it? I love the invite, the people they invite. You know, they you get, like you said, you get Bella's friends for some reason. And they, oh, and they also invite other Cullens mm-hmm. from around the world. For some reason, someone decided to invite the Cullens from, or they, they decided to invite Laurent's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and knowing that that one of the vampire or one of the werewolves was there after the werewolves totally murdered him two movies ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And so I'm like, oh, sweet, we're going to get in some hot wolf on vampire action. Let's fight. <laughs> nothing like a nothing like good beef to get, a, you know, to get a wedding going. Know, dude, nothing I... says wedding like family beef. Man, when we were kids, people just don't fight at weddings anymore. I'm so sick of all these weddings where people don't fight. I, I remember my dad <laughs> used to fight off dudes with switchblades at weddings. <laughs> oh, um, good. But no. Yeah, I love my dad, and I'm not going to say it because obviously we have people in our family who listen to this show probably, but <laughs> I love when my dad tells me stories about, like, you know, some of our uncles and how literally they would just get into fights at every single party at one point in their lives when they were all younger it was like without fail they would start throwing hands at parties <laughs> you see people just don't party like you just don't fight at parties anymore this is disappointing it, it really wow. makes we're me raising sick. a generation of whims <laughs> This makes me sick. You guys go to therapy? You don't fight at parties? You guys disgust me. I'm I'm Jacob Black, and this is my alpha podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why are men so weak now? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he's here. He's a uh, you know gets mad at her because you know obviously they're gonna when you get married. What do you think you're gonna do? You're gonna when he realizes the marriage. When he realizes they're gonna bone zone, he gets super pissed. Yeah. Like I've never seen someone get so mad over two people having sex before. Yeah, the incel energy is at all time highs in this scene. Meanwhile, he's got Leah like throwing herself at him, and that's the whole point of that storyline mm-hmm. is that she can't get the people she actually wants to imprint on to imprint on them or. Like I man, I really feel bad for her. She really gets a raw. Why doesn't anyone love me? I know. <laughs> apparently, that's the storyline of every every werewolf is just like no one loves me. Yeah, which is weird because they're like pack animals. But okay. <laughs> oh man! So after he uh, gets pissed off and uh, runs away like the little wolf man baby, he is. <laughs> little wolf man boy. <laughs> So uh, Edward and Bella are sent off in their beautiful 2012 Audi <laughs> sports car. Yeah, and they We're drive actually in Brazil, which yeah. this was shot on location. And I think the joke that you made in our text thread while we were watching this that actually made me laugh was when you were saying, "I can't remember the last time I saw Brazil on uh, in a movie, and I did not hear." Uh, Dance <laughs> which is you know what's funny about that that this movie comes out the exact same year that uh fast five comes out and that movie takes place completely like in brazil almost and that would end with that song <laughs> i was like damn it wasn't even like it was something that wasn't there in the zeitgeist it's exactly what was happening in film at this time <laughs> I know. I, I'm glad I accidentally fell ass backwards into that gag. <laughs> um, but yeah, we see the scenes in there, and you know, but ultimately, it just leads us to Carlisle's like fuck island. <laughs> oh well, I later got some clarification was that was a gift from Carlisle to his wife, who then gave. Oh. It- <laughs> I was like, how are these people just trading islands? And I'm like, oh yeah, vampires. 
ever yeah, again. They've been around for generations trading fuck islands in South America. <laughs> South American <laughs> fuck islands. Fucking colonizing pieces of shit. <laughs> uh-huh. And then uh, yeah. one is one is for consummating marriages, and the other one is for uh, bringing dinosaurs back from <laughs> from the dead, sir. Sir, I got your first 30 pages for Jurassic Park Cross Twilight. <laughs> and I don't think you're ready for it. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, they end up at this island where we get this funny. Yes. we. I, I guess I laughed. Yeah. That nah, was funny. There's I, humor in this. Yeah. These characters are gaining some semblance of chemistry here at this point yeah they are <laughs> weird cold monsters <laughs> but yeah like here at this point you know they are absolutely well edward is absolutely terrified because there is a subplot where Vampires can fuck so good that they can kill humans mid-banging. So he's really afraid that he's going to kill Bella. And Bella's like, la 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 la, here I am wearing lingerie. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. The way this is all kind of put out here is... It feels like you're about to watch like a very virginal girl become deflowered on her wedding night. And it's, I mean, I guess maybe, again, I'm not a woman, so I can't tell you like how much of it is relatable to anyone who watches it. It's just, what I will say is it is like the most unsexy sex scene I've ever seen in a movie. (laughs) When you shut your mouth, we watch The Room together. (laughs) That's true, actually. That that was worse when Tommy Wiseau is like humping somebody's belly button. (laughs) (laughs) We also Um... watch Casa de Mi Padre where it's just someone grabbing Will Ferrell's ass cheeks for like three minutes and that was still more sexy <laughs> oh, Jesus. but uh yeah they and that's the joke is they bone so good that the entire bedroom is like all messed up yeah and income and you know so much so that they, they, first they're played for laughs where the like island couple comes in and you know, she knows that Edward is a vampire. Like the 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 wife of the of the couple knows that she's a vampire or he's mm-hmm. a vampire. And um, you know, they joke about how she thinks he's just bringing her to the island to like, you know, whisk her away and, and kill her later. Mm-hmm. Um but then <laughs> As he, you know, they spend a couple days uh, on the island. They go, like, exploring, hiking, swimming, more water boning, I'm assuming. (laughs) Uh, But at one point, um, when Bella makes herself uh, some food, uh, it makes her sick. Mm -hmm. And uh, when she goes and throws up, uh, she starts thinking back and, like, tracking her cycle. And she realizes that she's actually late. Um, which is freaking wild how quickly that happens. Right. 
And at first you're like, okay, is this going to be like one of those, the movie is not going to give you anything that's even close to what pregnancy is like. But then at the same time, it, it they, they, you know, they have the excuse that it's vampire baby. So it doesn't have to be anything. Basically it has its own logic. So yeah. it allows you to just, you're, you're not questioning it. You're just allowing the movie to do what it tells you it's going to do. You're living in its world and living by its rules. And I think because of that, I have significantly less problems with this than I might have if it was like otherwise a normal pregnancy. Yeah, and they covered their bases. They, they have, you know, they have the part where Ed, Edward calls Carlisle and Carl's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I told him to have sex with that girl. And but, I think this is part of it where it does feel a little bit Rosemary's baby in that now you're going to deal with someone. Okay, so. In Rosemary's Baby, you get the character of Rosemary, who is a relative outsider to, you know, the apartment house in which she comes from that is completely where she's completely surrounded by Satanists, right? (laughs) Want to give her child to the devil. In this one, it's a little bit different because obviously she's entering a consensual relationship with Edward. I think where it does actually like where it is similar still is I in Rosemary's Baby without showing it to you it just there's an implication there of you have no idea what is going to come out of rosemary <laughs> by the time she gives birth to that child and and in that movie you actually never see the baby at all so you have no idea what the baby looks like yeah um, the i mean you're there's like implied clues that you're left to assume it's low demon goat baby yeah um but this movie uh, i think that like you said it's Right off the bat, you already know it's a supernatural pregnancy and that we're kind of going into uncharted waters and we have no idea what the effects. And and I think that's also, like you said, this is kind of like the horror aspect of the movie, is that no one knows what a vampire child inside of a human mother looks like mm-hmm. or what not even so so where the, the reason why it works for me is because alice who you know gets to see the visions of the future can't see it but for some reason this child has blocked itself off in a way where she has no idea what this kid looks like and again it's just yeah there is it there's this like just what is this gonna be and just like in rosemary's baby bella becomes increasingly more pale loses weight looks mm-hmm. more monstrous as the pregnancy goes on it's it's just one of those things where it's like it, it again I, i'm not a woman so i don't know what the core or interest or or anyone like if anyone can tell me like does this hit you in a way that it wouldn't if you know if you're just watching it as a man um yeah because all i think about when i see this is the blade backstory which is pretty much the same thing <laughs> oh yeah it's true that's right i didn't even think about that she can give birth to a daywalker <laughs> oh she gave birth to the daywalker the daywalker now now bella's kids gotta fight steven dorf and some really stupid <laughs> looking cgi from the 90s oh man so um yeah they whisk her away back uh back to forks um and at this point, this is this is and this is where I'm like, if you just told Charlie everything, maybe he wouldn't freak out as bad <laughs> because yeah. they end up having to lie to the Charlie, or at the very least, if they thought better about their lie. Yeah, I hate um, that they lie to Charlie. By the way, it's so stinks. yeah, they do it so much, but they end up lying to him and say that Bella got hurt. 
while they were out in like the Swiss Alps or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which me personally, I would already feel weird about my 18 year old kid getting married, let alone He's so young. <laughs> let alone going to skiing somewhere in Europe with her like 18 year old boyfriend. Yeah. So uh, they end up lying and saying that she they got to like fly her to Switzerland or something where she's going to be seeing a specialist and that, she, that she's going to be there for a little bit longer than they expected. Um, I mean, technically, because she's 18, they don't have to disclose any of that to Charlie. But yeah, it is insanely uncomfortable. And I think despite the fact that he hates it, Charlie just kind of goes with it. And I'm just kind of like, I don't believe that this is what he'd be like. But at the same I mean, time, Charlie is also kind of a he's in some ways he may very well be a progressive dad if not even by his own choice <laughs> he, well, he is someone who has who who whether he agrees with it or not will well, give bella the space and I mean, that's the weird thing is that here in the u.s once you turn 18 the government has zero responsibility for keeping you in touch with your family you can just disappear if you want to (laughs) and that's why i don't get char like i don't get why bella just didn't do that Mm -hmm. because like what's the point if you're just gonna keep lying to dude like especially having having him go through this horror movie that is the last three movies He's her four mm-hmm. movies told from his perspective where he's just seen his daughter undergo through all these um, mood changes by this manipulative, weird, possibly European family that seems to never age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I just uh, like his character is the only one that is really weird to me that especially with how much of a um you know he he's played up to be like this not man of action but this guy that's like very suspicious like i feel like he would it's hard like he wouldn't be taking so many things at face value as he does mm-hmm. um but that like that's just one of the weird things that they do well with his character i'm not a huge fan of um but anyway as they get back home and they're kind of talking to the rest of the cullens they start uh weighing their options of what they can do edward wants bella to get an abortion um and this is where this movie becomes very red state versus blue state (laughs) (laughs) because everyone has an opinion what uh bella and uh edward should do uh with their baby uh, Edward views the the baby as like just a creature that is going to kill his wife. Um, so he's like, "Yeah, fucking abort it, get it out of her, please." Mm-hmm. Um, Rosalie actually views the child as a child, and uh, then at one point, with the surprising one was Alice that kept calling the baby the fetus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, I don't know how not wrong. <laughs> I don't know how vampires work. I'm a pretty pro-choice guy because you know, not my body. Like I can't really make too many calls there. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, at what point does? <laughs> at what point do vampires become a baby? <laughs> and then I started having these weird. These weird, uh, like, where do I stand as far as pro life and pro choice go with vampire babies? 
I'm like, this is just, uh, it it, it presents weird though, especially in the times where we have literal, like, reproductive rights being stripped away from women all over the goddamn country to have, you know, this family just kind of have these arguments. Which, I mean, also, good for them to also. It hits in a different way um, than here. And I think the first time I was 10 years younger and I found myself kind of agreeing with Edward on, you know, why are you doing this? You should, you know, you know, why don't you get rid of it? Because they're all basically like, hey, you should probably get rid of it if it's so it doesn't kill you and all that kind of stuff. And um I but I, and I was like fully on his side the last time I watched this. This time I kind of understand where he's coming from. But then he does the exact same thing that Jacob does earlier <laughs> in that Think about how this is going to affect me <laughs> because <laughs> the child may cause her to die. And that's going to be, think of what it's going to do to me, not what it's going to do. I swear to God, if this child kills you, I'm going to kill myself. Is <laughs> damn near a line, he says. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I don't like this guy. I was like, damn, this movie is actually making me relate to Bella in ways that I did not think was possible before. <laughs> And she's the only one that is really well. I mean, Carlisle doesn't really push one way or the other. Um, neither does uh, does Edward's mom. Yes, the difference. The difference in this is that the, the, from something like Rosemary's Baby is in Rosemary's Baby, everyone is actively undermining the person who is pregnant, whereas with the evil demon baby, where in this one everyone is actually actively supportive of the woman who is carrying the evil demon baby. (laughs) (laughs) Except for Edward and uh, Jacob. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Uh, Yeah, and by the the point we see them back in Forks, it should be noted, like you said, she, and they did a great job with, like, the, the effects here, like, and the makeup work, where she just looks so gaunt and thin and pregnant as shit Mm -hmm. um and then of course in comes jacob after she asks for his help and he also says please terminate the baby because what do you think this is gonna do to me yeah and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, real men really are the worst. The worst. The absolute worst. Holy shit. But then it's like from Stephanie Meyer's perspective, we're supposed to still be rooting for these guys. Mm, that's not what I got from this. <laughs> I know. I was just like, again, insert Charlie set fire to all of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So after once again Jacob storms out like the little man bear baby he is. <laughs> well he goes and meets in the woods uh to talk to Sam. Um and as he because he's like instinctually calling them out to them in the, that weird uh telepathic bond, um, they all meet up and he ends up telling Sam that uh the Cullens have a uh have a vampire baby, which Sam believes is going to be a giant threat not only to the um to the tribe but also to the local human population of forts so that they agreed that or Sam believes that it's best to kill um 
you know, the best to kill Bella to make sure that the child doesn't um isn't born and hurts anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, to at this point, Jacob uh argues back, and is this where he, where he shouts down? No, or the, I think that was an eclipse, right? Where he like shouts down Sam. Or is it in this movie where he's like, I am the I am no, the son in, of former That's in chief. this. I think that's that's in this one, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, he has this moment kind of like where he's just like, I'm the son of the former chief and I refuse. Yes. We're not doing this and I'm no longer part of this pack. And essentially like excommunicates himself from the rest of the group. I kind of fucks with it. I was like, holy shit, son. Suddenly you're not a little bitch. I'm proud of yeah, you. You're less of a little bitch than ever. I kind of <laughs> hey, kind of respect it. Yeah, and, and right away you see kind of some of the effects. He's still able to turn into a vampire or a vampire uh, werewolf, but nothing. He hears no connection to the rest of the uh to the rest of the wolves, which was such a subtle little detail to include that, but it really hammers home the point that he's a lone wolf. He's a lone wolf pack of one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sam and the rest of the wolves kind of uh, come up with their own plan surrounding the land around the Cullen compound mm-hmm. and essentially have this agreement like they're going to wait and see until they can find the right time for them to strike. Um, and meanwhile, Bella's, uh, you know, Bella's pregnancy, uh, continues. Um, obviously, like we were talking about, this is an accelerated pregnancy because vampires. So everything she, I mean, she looks like what, maybe two trimesters in after like, I think maybe four weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so she's, so she's moving along very quickly. Um, but what they start realizing is that the um yeah what they start realizing is that the va- the vampire baby is actually craving blood and that there's nothing Bella can consume fast enough uh to get nutrients to give to the baby as well mm-hmm. so the the idea to have her start drinking delicious blood milkshake delicious so she started they start pouring uh blood from blood bags into cups for her uh and she starts drinking it and actually she even develops a taste for it and i was like so is this where she becomes a vampire now (laughs) like is the baby transferring vampirism kind of like gestational diabetes yeah But no, at this point, um, uh, well, she does start improving her health and she starts kind of coming around on the mend. Um, you know that they, uh, you know, they're they're still very alarmed at how quickly the baby is growing, to the point where it's like her body doesn't have a chance to kind of grow with the baby. So, like at one point, someone said, I think Carlisle says that. Like the way the baby's grown faster than her body can adapt to it, it's like starting to break her her bones. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It's pretty horrifying. Yeah. They make pregnancy horrifying in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But there is a redeeming point where Edward is able to use his uh, mind reading powers and he can start hearing the baby's thoughts. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh shit, that's my child, yo. Yeah. And he has this realization and uh, kind of changes heart, uh, a change of heart as far as uh, keeping the baby goes now. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it, it again, it is another thing that kind of reminds me of Rosemary's Baby, except in Rosemary's Baby, the husband is really the biggest scumbag of all that is like that won't even touch feel the baby and when rosemary feels it it's finally when it feels less like a monster and more like a child to her and she even starts looking for a name for it and this one's the same deal right i think the moment that they feel the fetus move um they it it, it, there is a you know (laughs) someone it does it 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 is one of those things where it starts to feel real and you realize Mm -hmm. hey this isn't just a thing now it's it's going to be a human being or it's going to be something like you know having at least experienced you know that from the from the father's point of view pregnancy it is once you feel the baby move yes it 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 feels it feels like a child and once you know like you know all that kind of stuff like the sex you're like okay well now yeah you start you start thinking of it as a he or her or whatever mm-hmm. as opposed to just kind of like again it could be literally anything yeah i was about to ask you if like you had a moment like that with uh with uh your daughter where you were like during the pregnancy you're like oh crap this this little human is half me, yo. Then like yeah. you start viewing that, like you start kind of having that realization. Yep. yep. What was that? I mean, I, again, I can't, I can't put it into words. It's, a, it's an emotion that, that I think, unless you experience it, you can't really explain it to someone else. Um, only for Damn. those of you who are interested in having children. If you were not interested in having children, by all means, I, I completely understand. Man. <laughs> I hate you and your cop out answer. That is probably <laughs> super right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I so... hate that this movie isn't as funny as the last ones. Like, I feel like the other ones had like a lot more. They were so stupid, and like <laughs> that. I think we spent a lot of time just laughing at the stupidness of it. This one is engrossing enough that I'm spending much less time laughing at it and more time just being like in it and yeah and I, like, and, I, and I don't think i've been into a movie in this series like that since maybe the first one i mean they pick a very human problem which is procreation <laughs> yes and then they have us like deal with it it's hard because i'm I'm a jokey dude i can't make no jokes about babies in some ways it almost feels like what they could do is jump completely from part one which is this is what it's like when a human falls in love with a vampire to this is what it's like when a human and a vampire have a child together mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it it feels so like just in the ilk of the first movie that i'm just kind of like yeah i like this way better than whatever the fuck those last few movies are doing but it did and it does bring up like a really dark reality that's like is it some people not i'm not saying it's common and i'm not you know saying that this is something that every it's gonna happen to every couple or something right but i mean unfortunately there are problems in pregnancies where it does come down to a decision has to be made right and it's mm-hmm. like the it's it comes down to is the baby or you know do you want the doctor to save the baby or the or the mother and mm-hmm. 
you know, the nine times out of ten, I guarantee you <laughs> someone will they're gonna pick the child, right? This but, is a problem that you and I directly discussed to some extent when we talked about Exorcist Believer back in October. <laughs> we did? Well, it's a it's a point in that movie too, right? Like oh, the that's father true. the father in the new Exorcist movie, the same thing. His his wife is giving birth, like Oh, you know, that's right, because and, he did pick he originally wanted to save his wife, and they can only save the baby. Spoiler for Exorcist oh my God. Believer. <laughs> I am sorry for the dozens of you that haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's the same thing here, right? It's like, and Edward even, he brings up a really fucked up, but kind of kind of valid point. How am I supposed to love something that took you from me? You know, and I'm like, oof. That is kind of a hard line too. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's kind of, it, it it's a cause it's a complicated situation. It has a lot of complicated emotions that come with it. Um and like you said, I think Believer Hand, like they talked about it in that movie too. And it's something that we would it, and it's hard. It, it's hard. It, it, it's one of those things where it requires a lot of nuance and a lot of discussions when having that that sort of uh before you make that sort of decision and to you know it, it definitely requires everyone to be on the same page because i mean that's the type of thing that already a situation like that like the death of a of a child can guarantee a family doesn't really bounce back mm-hmm. um but even worse so if you know decisions were made against other people's wills so yeah, the, this was not what I was expecting when I was watching this movie. <laughs> like a lot of these conversations, God, we're up. dealing with life issues. I was like, damn it! Can we go back to the stupid newborn army that, like, <laughs> I'm in my head cannon that they just like set fire to? Or oh god! Or remember when they like? Remember when Edward tried to kill himself by like shining like a diamond and. In front of all the Italian people, <laughs> I'm like, we've come a long way from that. Um, and so, um, after Edward establishes that this baby is actually a living, thinking child, mm-hmm. uh, Bella starts going into labor. So Edward, Jacob, Rosalie, everyone takes her to the kind of the emergency room because. Um, she they like the emergency room they have in the house, and they gotta they essentially they gotta cut the baby out of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, uh, Carlisle, his wife, and I think Emmett are off premises because they went to go hunt. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where we find out Jacob has been working with the Collins. Because he managed to um, kind of like trick where they went as well as I think he had Seth and Leah kind of help the vampires escape uh, Sam's pack. Yes, he does. So, um, yeah, it's I, like so, I like Seth, by the way. I like these characters. He's <laughs> these, fun. These he's... are fun side again. These fun side characters make Jacob more fun by like by association. <laughs> like he's such a cool like little sidekick character that I didn't expect would be so fun to like have included. 
And like, I love the part where he talked about it in text message where he's like, all right, Jacob, wherever you go, I go. And he like keeps trying to like kick him out and get him to go back to Sam. Mm-hmm. And then Seth is like, I've never been a part of Pack of Two before, so this is new for me. <laughs> I'm like, he just looks happy to be there all the time. Yeah. Big, big uh golden retriever energy. Um, so while they're going into what was it? Uh so as she as Bella starts going into um starts going into labor, at this point we kind of get like these crazy POV shots, like from mm-hmm. Bella's perspective, where it's like you know, you have um I think it's like Edward starting to cut her open and like the side of the blood makes Jasper like go into bloodlust mode. <laughs> or I think Rosalie goes into like bloodlust mode. Mm-hmm. So then like Jacob and the rest of the vampires gotta like subdue her and essentially uh everyone goes into bloodlust mode. <laughs> so like Jacob has to like push everyone out of the room to the point where it's just like Edward and Jacob there. Um, they managed to get the baby out of Bella. However, her heart um, just gives out, and Edward ends up injecting her like directly uh, with his venom, with the intent mm-hmm. of uh, bringing her back as a vampire. Um, and in the last like remnants of we see Bella's life, like you know, we see. Uh, Edward continuing to try to do like CPR to bring her back um, <laughs> and then you see Jacob say you know I, w- I would kill you but I want you to live with this pain as long as you can and he ends up leaving um, like the emergency room and like stepping outside and just starts bawling his eyes out yeah. and you're just like oh god yeah scumbag Jacob but <laughs> you know hey He's still scumbag, but hey. (laughs) And you know what? I'll get for as people try to say that the acting in these movies suck. This is probably the best acted scene, you know, from I think everyone involved. Yeah, this and the Rosalie scene from the last movie. I yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's good. Especially especially because the movie makes you sit there like looking at Bella's corpse for a while. Yeah. Like like, you are watching post-mortem Bella for such a long time. And then you got Arpat like refusing to refusing to let her go. So he's just like frantically trying to like anything he can to try to save her. Mm. And then you got like just Jacob just it caught in this weird in between child childlike anger, but still like you know, completely distraught over her death. And I was like, "All right, go, all right, boys, I see, I see you, young man, boy." <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so at this, so we also learned that uh, they came up with names for the baby. Yes. I forgot what the child's the... name is Renesme, which is That's... a which is a mashup of Edward and Bella's mother's names. That's a stupid name. Which is way better than the other name. She she there was a scene where she was like talking about like what her kids' names are gonna be. Mm-hmm. And the one for if it was a boy, it was supposed to be like <laughs> Edward Jacob EJ. <laughs> That's stupid. And Everybody... I was like, I was like, uh-uh. I was like, let's not do that. Let's 
please don't do this. <laughs> I'm just saying, if my girl wanted to put my her ex's middle name, like or make her ex's name middle name, that's I'm not a machista type of dude. It's not even her ex, dude. It's literally like guy who tried to make out with my mom. <laughs> It's so weird. Who she had like zero romantic interest in, or barely any romantic interest in. No, remember they have to be friends with each other. She has more romantic interest than the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) So they end up for Renesmee, which I still think is a dumb name. It's not not my hill to die on. (laughs) So yeah, um, her body remains lifeless. Jacob decides that. In this moment, it's time for him to kill Renesme because it was clearly Renesme's fault that Bella's dead. <laughs> but uh, at this point, Rosalie uh, is holding uh, Renesme in the other room and creepy CGI babies in full effect as she's holding this like 30 pound baby. <laughs> yeah. This thing is and, like a full on, like almost toddler. <laughs> And then the baby looks fucking Jacob in the eyes as he and Prince and they see everything from this baby being a child to a grown woman to falling in love with Jacob. Mm -hmm. And that now that he's imprinted on her, um, Sam and the rest of the wolves descend on on the Cullens. They manage to fight him off. But Jacob is able to kind of draw a line in the sand and tell them that it is, um, you know, by by law, no wolf can harm uh, someone that's been imprinted on. Mm-hmm. So Sam, in order to, you know, maintain his alpha hood, I guess, <laughs> has uh, takes the rest of the werewolves and they uh, end up, uh, you know, running off into the night. Um... And yeah, um, over the course of the next couple of days, they just, I guess, they leave Bella's corpse out. Yes. And what we start seeing is that the Venom starts healing her body, uh, repairing a lot of the broken bones, uh, bringing her back to life. Or what we can assume is back to unlife as she has now become mm. a vampire. Yeah. So roll credits, but wait, bitch! <laughs> I didn't watch it because I just fucking. But wait, it's... bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually see this part because I actually just fell asleep. Uh, there is a post credit scene, which I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I did. Oh, it's okay, basically, it. it's basically the scene where you know you're led to believe you get back to the Voltori who we have not thought about throughout this entire movie at all and remember mm-hmm. how we thought they were basically a bunch of goofballs we have no interest in really seeing them fight these people uh-huh. there's still a bunch of goofballs that I have no interest in seeing fighting the rest of these people um but I th- like I feel like some of them feel like it's like they don't really have anything to get involved with the Cullens over but one of them if it's like the main guy just implies that uh that there's that there's something that they that they want and basically implying that it's the child right so uh, so, so the next like... movie is going to be them like coming after Renesme 
so and it's... probably going to require it's just vampires and werewolves teaming up in some final Avengers kind of level fight that's not going to feel anywhere near the scope of that. <laughs> Are they going to end up fighting in that big open field outside of Forks? Probably. Oh, yeah. So, in other words, it's that scene from the Avengers where Thanos is like, fine, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. myself. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what that is. Okay. We're already, like, several years into Marvel Cinematic Universe, so uh, it's, yeah, this is is par for the course for this time in movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Fast Five, anyway. which also came out that year, I think does it as well. It does it more as a gag, but I think there is like a post credit scene in that as well. So many post credit scenes. Post credit scenes are so. I'm done. Okay, I'm yeah. done with them. All right, Hollywood, listen to me, piece of shit. If you if it was good enough to be in the regular parts of the movie, then put in the regular parts of the movie. Yeah. Anyway. That's uh, Breaking Dawn Part 1. That's Breaking Wind Part 7. (laughs) Howie, what do you think of the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1? You know what? Discussing it made me kind of come around to it. Because at first I remember walking into this movie. And I was walking in ready to just kind of shit all over it. And I was like, this movie's bad and you should feel bad. But um, (laughs) drawing the... Once you really start sitting there and talking about how much time they put in the accidental horror aspects and like you really do start thinking about like the horror aspects that come with the pregnancy that they're presenting on screen it is terrifying like mm-hmm. and i think they do they do do a good job of conveying that throughout this film uh i think a lot of the character progression a lot of character development um even if there's a lot of weird regressive parts where a lot of characters that should be over and stop this fucking um like juvenile mentalities like Jacob and Edward um revert back to them and i think that's kind of the hard part is that they they bound they jump this weird line between growing and then regressing and then growing and then regressing mm-hmm. um which i think now that Jacob or now that Jacob now that Edward um now that Edward knows his daughter is a living breathing thing and he's not like (laughs) and he's not like just accusing her of um you know killing her his wife i think he's gonna be a lot more likable and i think it does add a little it'll add more depth to his character going into breaking dawn part two Mm -hmm. i am and i'm definitely not alone in this i already know it for a fact is i am not a fan of the imprinting on the child Mm. that is the most groomer disgusting bullshit (laughs) that they could have done and it's such an awkward storyline yeah like there is no way around it even with like the accelerate the accelerated aging is even makes it even creepier because that means she's gonna be like three or four years old (laughs) walking around the same age as fucking as jacob and that's just disgusting no well to me like no no way you can cut it um and that part really kind of sours me on a lot of this experience and i know this movie's gonna go or i know breaking dawn 2 goes a little bit more into that too 
uh, where there is like repercussions as to as to why um J or, or as to Jacob uh imprinting on a child and kind of like you know how people feel about that. Mm-hmm. My friend, uh, I don't know if she wants me to to name her on the show, so I'm gonna go. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> but she brought up a really good point: is that it appears that Jacob was never couldn't print on, um, never couldn't print on Bella, and that was because he wasn't meant to. That he was always meant to imprint on Renesme, and that's why yes. from yes. <laughs> when she told me that I was like this is disgusting yeah. it's not helping the case and she was just like yeah that's why from that's why it's like he was so jealous and possessive of uh, Bella because it wasn't that he was that he loved her it's that he was being protective knowing that uh, subconsciously knowing that she was the mother of the person he was going to imprint on nope still don't like it no, that's disgusting. <laughs> I hate it. I, that is even more disgusting. And she even admitted, she goes, I hate this. And looking back, that's gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. I hated it. I was like, that makes it somehow worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think this is, this is look, guys, Twilight fans who, you know, listeners of this show who wanted us to watch this, I kind of get it now. This is the one where I get it. It's got stuff in it that kept me engaged the entire time, and it's the most interesting the series has been since the first movie. So, um, and I was able to relay it to other things that I've seen, and for us, other things that we've even reviewed on this podcast. So, <laughs> I appreciated the ability to talk about that and, and and go through that while watching this movie. Um, but I'm pretty sure that the next one is going to be. I think if I remember it correctly, this one might be the high point. And then next week, we're going to go back to something that is a little bit objectively ridiculous. So we'll be able to start kind of laughing at it a little bit again next week. Oh, thank God. <laughs> we, can know, leave, about... we can leave some of the serious like uh, issues that this is dealing with to go back to stupid shit next week. Oh, thank God. You know, now that we're not in men telling women what to do with their bodies and the possibility of dead children and mothers. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad we're going back to things that I'm here for, which is vampire dra- vampire wolf loving. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'd like to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the show and uh, for continuing to follow us on social media. Uh, please leave reviews um, and ratings for the show on Apple Podcasts. Uh, rate the show on Spotify if you can um please you know help get the word out there for the podcast you know to people you know if you if this is a show that you enjoy listening to do what you can to help you know expand the reach of the show and uh yeah we just appreciate you guys uh, continuing to hang in there with us and um we're already about to end the year it this it, this year has probably been the hardest one for us to consistently put content out there but looking back on it dude we started this podcast in January of 2019 we mm-hmm. are like quickly approaching like year f- five I think on the show or like year four <laughs> dude that is wild yeah year that... five 2024 is going to be year five of the podcast that is incredible I just want to do this and then you know start getting paid for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that'll happen yeah five years in we're still not making any kind of like 
<laughs> any kind of substantial anything from it so uh, i think that's why we beg people to give us <laughs> to tell people like you know about the show so hopefully it'll you continue guys, to... you guys it's been five fucking years my i'm gonna have to start threatening y'all <laughs> um but yeah i appreciate you guys joining us for the show and uh we will talk to you guys next week when we talk twilight saga breaking dawn part two I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come off so sleepy or that. I'm disinterested in breaking down part two. I'm actually really <laughs> excited. All right. Talk to you guys next time. All right. Later.